Hi, good morning, and welcome to the Daisy Take. I'm your host, Daisy Elizabeth, and I want to welcome you here. If you're new here, hi. I hope that you hit that subscribe button or that little check mark and you never miss an episode. And if you've been listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I'm so glad you've been sticking with me. So thank you for sticking with me. Today we're going to talk about the Winchester Mystery House, because it's spooky season. Information for today's podcast comes from nps.gov, sanjose.org, wikipedia.org, winchestermysteryhouse.com. Disclaimer, this episode contains subject matters that may be sensitive to some listeners, Listener discretion is advised. It's sometimes claimed to be one of the most haunted places in the world. One of the whole, one of the most haunted places in America. But there's really no evidence to support that belief. Much of the lore regarding the Winchester house is its owner. Now, Sarah Winchester was a character, and I believe that there's only one photograph of her in a carriage looking straight ahead, so you can kind of only see her profile. She is very intriguing to me. Um, She comes from the Winchester family fortune, and she was married to the man who invented the Winchester rifle. The Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California. That was once a personal residence of Sarah Winchester. The widow of firearms, William Wirt Winchester. The house became a tourist attraction nine months after Sarah Winchester's death in 1922. The Victorian and Gothic style mansion is renowned for its size and architectural curiosities. And that is so true. I've seen videos. I have never been. I've always wanted to go. So if you've ever been there, please let me know. Sarah Winchester always called Sally. That was her paternal grandmother's name. That was kind of her nickname was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. She was married to William Wirt Winchester in 1862. In 1866, she gave birth to a girl named Annie Parday Winchester, diagnosed with Maramas. It's M-A-R-A-S-M-U-S. She did not thrive and only lived a month. That is so sad. That is so sad because you have a child, you've had them for a month, and then they pass away. That's heartbreaking. Between the fall of 1880 and the spring of 1881, Sarah Winchester's mother, father-in-law, and husband died. She was left with a large inheritance from her husband. In 1884, her eldest sister, Mary Converse, died. 
Around this time, she began developing rheumatoid arthritis, and her doctor suggested that a warmer, drier climate might help her improve her health. And that was the norm back then. Um, They would tell you, you know, go out west, go to California, go to, you know, all these drier climates. So that was what she did. At age 46, Sarah Winchester moved to California from New Haven, Connecticut. According to Mary Jo Ignofrio, Ignofo, I am so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, that name. In her book, Captive of the Labyrinth, Sarah L. Winchester, Heiress to the Rifle Fortune, her doctor's recommendation, her happy memories tra- of traveling to San Jose, to San Francisco with her husband in the 1870s, not, not San Jose, and advertising about weather and health benefits. California were possible factors in her decision to move. So I guess she did travel here before maybe, and she had happy memories of that. So Sarah invited her three remaining sisters to follow her to California, which they did. In 1886, Edward Ned Rambo, a San Francisco agent for the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, took Sarah Winchester on a tour of the Santa Clara Valley to look for a home. He showed her a 40-acre ranch for sale that was located near San Jose. She purchased the property from John Ham, which included a two-story, eight-room farmhouse. Since the property reminded her of her Lenata Alvisa from the Bosque area, she named her new home La Anda Villa. I hope I'm saying all those words correctly because sometimes I just don't pronounce things right. Sorry. In 1890, Sarah Winchester's niece, Marion Miriam, called Daisy, aged around 21, came to live with her. Miriam became Sarah's administrative assistant, looking after her business, correspondence, and banking. They attended charitable events together and were paying members of Associated Charities and the Red Cross in 1903. You know, it. I never really knew that. It seems like she got out a lot. Um, she got out a lot. She did things. Um, she was a very society woman, you know. She gave to the Red Cross, you know. I mean, she did, like, all these charitable things. But those are not the things that you usually hear about when you hear about Sarah Winchester. What an enormous burden that must have been to carry to carry on that name, you know, the Winchester Winchester rifle. In 1903, 
Sarah paid for Daisy's wedding to Frederick, Frederick Marriott III. The same year, Sarah Winchester purchased several homes and properties in Atherton. One of the homes was offered to Daisy and her new husband to live in, which they accepted. Sarah subsequently purchased a home for the couple closer to the train station for Frederick to travel to and from work. In 1904, Sarah purchased a large property near the hamlet of Burlingame, north of Coyote Point, then, a, then bought a houseboat, or ark, as they were called at the time, instead of building a house. Sarah Winchester died on September 5th, 1922 at the age of 83. Now, Sarah Winchester's story has been embellished over the years and various rumors and myths and popular and popular writers have misrepresented represented or <laughs> invented details about the house, its owner, and the legend. I'm sorry. I am so tongue-tied today. I just... <laughs> oh, thank God it's Friday. Beginning around 1895, Sarah Winchester started appearing in newspapers. The articles were filled with speculation about the ongoing construction in her San Jose home. Her lack of interaction with neighbors and her known fact that she came from money from the firearms industry, uh, that really fed into the whole narrative. That was the reason that the construction was going on and that she would have bad luck if she did not continue the construction and it would stop. Now, this theory eventually grew into stories that she believed she would die if the construction stopped. The belief that Sarah Winchester built her house in its strange, crazy-like maze manner to confuse and keep spirits from harming her and that her sanity was questionable started in the mid-1890s and has grown in scale since her death. The doors and windows that open to nothing, the unusually shallow stairs, the stairs that end in the ceiling, interior barred windows and trap doors on the floor are used to confirm Winchester spirituality and poor state of mind. Now, according to paranormal investigator Nickel and Ignafo, these house oddities have simple explanations. The barred windows were previously exterior windows that blocked off the house as additions grew. The doors and windows that opened to nothing were a result of the 1906 earthquake and several damage that happened to the house. The small steps were built because Sarah Winchester's declining health. The trap doors were built in the greenhouse room where excess water 
could run from the pipes to an outdoor garden. After the damage from the earthquake, Sarah Winchester did not rebuild the house. It's, it's kind of like it just went, you know, it just kind of like sprang a life of its own. Now, there were rumors that she did keep building and keep adding to this house because the, the Winchester rifle killed so many people, so many Native Americans, so many cowboys, so many people that their spirits were coming back to haunt Sarah. And if she didn't continue to build on her house, she would die. So basically what they were saying in this basically is every bad thing that happened, everyone that was murdered with the Winchester rifle, <laughs> that's hard to say. Uh, it was on her shoulders. And if she did not, continue to build, the spirits would come after her and something bad would happen. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, I do know that some people say there's been ghostly noises. People hear knocking. People have seen apparitions. The bell tower was used to call workmen to serve as a fire alarm on the property. Um, and later it was arose that it was used to summon spirits. According to Joe Nickel claims that residents heard ghostly music coming from the house that are, that are explained by the fact that the, that Sarah Winchester often played the pump organ in the grand ballroom when she was unable to sleep. According to Joe Nickel, claims that Sarah Winchester held parties for spirits in her home that featured lavish dishes served on gold plates. She kept in a safe. Now all those claims are unsubstantiated, which means that they probably didn't happen. Somebody embellished all of that, but it does make for a good ghost story. Nickel wrote that after her death, when the safe was open, no gold plates were found, only personal mementos and a lock of her baby's hair. Oh my God, that is so heartbreaking. <laughs> that That's really sad. Um, this woman led an extraordinary life and she had an extraordinary house and an extraordinary husband And it's really just crazy that all of these things about her have just, you know, they've been embellished so much. However, maybe they're not. I mean, I've heard some people say that it is haunted and there are uh, spirits there and people have seen spirits and heard her playing the organ and heard knocking. And, you know, it's just this is one place I would love to go just to walk in there and see everything. 
A false urban legend has risen claiming she held nightly seances in the blue room or in a closet by herself from midnight until two in the morning, talking to ghosts about what construction should be accompanied the following day. In addition to the lack of records found about seances, the closet seances were unlikely given that they were usually social events that were done by individuals. Records show that the blue room was the gardener's bedroom. You know, in my own romantic way, I would like to think that she held these seances and she built this house because the spirits were coming after her. And, you know, she just was quite a character. And I would like to think that her spirit remains there and she lets everyone know that she's there. Open to the public since 1923, the Winchester Mystery House offers daily guided tours of the estate where the guests will have an opportunity to explore the mystery and unlock the secrets of the world's most famous, famous home. I really, really would love to just visit. If you have visited there, let me know. I think that, God, what an experience, you know. I want to thank you all for joining me today on the Daisy Take. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And I just want to say for a moment with everything that's going on in the world, with Israel, there is so much pain in my heart right now. Please be kind to one another. Love one another. And I don't want to put anything political on here. Um, I don't want to do anything like that. Just pray to the Lord that things get better. And I know that it's probably not a good idea to express my religious beliefs on here. You can, but you, you know, don't come at me for that. I'm just saying that here lately, things are getting pretty bad. We all need to be there for one another. We need to pray and just be kind and love one another. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Join me for Murdered and Missing Monday on Monday on the Daisy Take. Be kind to one another and love each other. Love you. Bye.